Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. If you've been wanting to master the art of manifesting money and cultivate a lighter, more enjoyable, more feminine, and dare I say, pleasurable approach to creating more money in your life, look no further because Sovereign Money is about to relaunch in just a couple of days. In fact, it opens up on Monday, May 20th, which is literally just around the corner. And this launch, I am doing something that I've never done before for everyone who gets on the wait list. I am giving you $100 off of your enrollment into Sovereign Money, and I'm opening the doors one day early with that $100 off special. This is only available to those who get on the waitlist before Sunday the 19th, and it will expire once we launch to the public on May 20th. Don't wait. You can get on the waitlist right now by going to manifestationbabe.com slash SM. That's S as in sovereign, M as in money. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash SM for that $100 off of your enrollment into sovereign money. Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome back to the Manifestation Babe podcast. Don't you guys just love it when you sit down to do something, and then your computer decides to restart, install everything, and has you sitting here for like 20 minutes being like, I was going to do something. I was going to be productive. I was going to record a podcast. Thanks, universe. What is that supposed to mean? Um, I'm just joking around here. Like I have just been thinking, and today's episode is all about, you know, your creative flow as an entrepreneur and all the things that can get in the way of your creative flow, as well as things that I have found to really help me personally in terms of keeping that flow consistent since creativity is essentially the currency in entrepreneurship when it comes to ideas, right? Ideas and executing on those ideas are essentially what keeps you in business. So if you are a visionary of your company, which I'm assuming that if you're an entrepreneur and you're listening to me, you are someone who's a visionary. And that's also why you are attracted to the mission of Manifestation Bay, because we're all about 
manifesting our visions into reality. This is some really important stuff. Um, I just wanted to share first and foremost my appreciation for podcasting because something that takes me sometimes out of my creative flow and let me know if you guys can relate to this. Maybe I'm just the only one. I don't know yet. Um, I learned from your guys' feedback. So by the way, when you guys have like comments and emails and DMs that you send me about each podcast episode, I actually read it. Um, I, it is impossible for me to answer the plethora of messages I get, but I do love to hear from you guys. So please, if you ever have thoughts, takeaways, breakthroughs, anything that you experience while listening to my podcast, I am here. I am listening. I hear you. You guys help me create more. So you're part of my creative flow. Um, it's like when you build an audience and you just communicate with your audience openly, it's like the creative flow is consistent. Now, whether or not you're in the mood to essentially execute on that creative flow, uh, depends on that flow, right? Sometimes you are in a place where you're like, yes, go, 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 record, 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 or create, 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 write, 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 whatever it is. You feel so on fire. And sometimes you're like, okay, that's a great idea. I will manifest that next next week or tomorrow or next month or next year. Who knows? Part of why I appreciate my podcast so much is because it is so easy for me to roll out of bed and do this. Um, for me, like putting on my makeup and putting on my, um, doing my hair and doing all these things for video sometimes just like take me out of my creative flow. I don't know if anyone can relate to that. And with a podcast, I've just really been enjoying just having a microphone in front of me and being able to just waltz into my office, turn on the mic and speak whatever it is that is on my mind without worrying about the fact that I have crusties in my eyes or that I have toothpaste on my shirt. Like it's just a whole different world. And this is something that I also want to express to you guys that all of us have mediums that keep us in flow, right? We're not all meant to do all the things. I know that with so many platforms, um, as an online entrepreneur, you have so many options, right? You have YouTube, you have Twitter, you have Instagram, you have podcasts. There's just so many things that you can do. And I think that one of the biggest mistakes that we make is that we believe that we have to be on all the platforms. And I know that, you know, I have some ideas and some visions that pop into my mind every now and then about having a YouTube channel and creating videos and making vlogs and showing kind of like a behind the scenes into my life and all that good stuff sounds amazing. And I know that at some point that's going to happen. It's just that right now, it's not my thing. <laughs> my thing right now is speaking into a microphone and my thing right now is doing workshops um, that are my live streams on Instagram, right? When I do my challenges, when I do my workshops, when I'm teaching, those are the times that I love being on video, but I'm not like the type of person who stories her life 24 seven. And for you, you might hate podcasting. You might hate your microphone. You might hate, um, you know, doing certain things that I personally love to do. And so for you, you, you thrive off of video or maybe you hate video, you hate microphones, you hate audio. You just want to write, right? There's a space for all of us. And I think that first and foremost, how to keep your creative flow going is understanding what you're resonant with most right now. And that's not forever either, right? So in the beginning of my business, I was such a video live stream girl. Like if you remember me from my days in 
2016, mainly 2017 is when I started live streaming. Like I was live Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from 8 a.m. till like 8.30 when I had to go to work, when I was still working my job. And I would uh, live stream every single day until I until I quit my job and then I was able to go at more random times and more random days. And that's how I really grew my audience was through that live stream component. And then um, I lost passion for that and I transitioned into doing like Instagram lives. And then I lost passion for that and then I transitioned into podcasting. And now I love podcasting. And guess what? Whatever it is that you resonate the most with is the thing that's going to succeed. And I hope you know that that is so important to follow your creative flow and understand that it's going to shift and change. And it's going to shift and change depending on what you resonate with the most. And as long as you keep resisting that and and looking at what everyone else is doing and being like, well, she's live streaming every single day or she's on YouTube. And so therefore I have to be too. I'm just going to set it straight right now. That energetically is going to set you up for failure. I'm just going to say it right now. Strategically, it could look great on paper, but energetically guys, energy always beats strategy and you just will not see. I'm not going to, I'm not saying that you're going to fail. Like I'm not trying to create a doomsday scenario here, right? I'm just saying that like you might burn yourself out. You might not be seeing the numbers that you want to see. However, when you put your uh, time and energy and passion into something that you do love doing, like for instance, for me, it's podcasting. I've been putting a lot of my energy into it, um, especially in the last few months. I know that there have been times if you've been a, a loyal listener for years now, since I started this in 2018, it's been two years, um, you'll notice that there are months where I just don't upload an episode. Or I have gone three months without uploading an episode. And then I have months where I have like 27 episodes and my team are like, damn, we were trying to summarize all your episodes for the month of May. And we realized that you uploaded like 20 episodes and we had to list them all. Um, And then sometimes there are no episodes. And just in the last few months, this is what I've been enjoying. And this is where my creative flow is. And I just want to use myself as an example to share with you that how you keep your creative flow going as an entrepreneur, first and foremost, is by following what speaks to you most. So I was talking about how creativity is the currency in entrepreneurship, right? So ideas and especially executing on those ideas are what keep you in business. Um, You know, it's one thing to go and work for someone else where you are executing on those ideas and it's a whole nother story to create those ideas yourself. It's just, there's no, there's no thing that's more valuable than the other. It's very important to both have a visionary, be a visionary, and then also have executors that help you execute that vision, right? Like my team, they are, I would call them visionary executors, but they're mostly executors. And I am the visionary of my company, Right. And so if I'm the visionary of my company and ideas are what's keeping me in business, what happens when that flow stops? Okay. And I'm assuming that if you're an entrepreneur, if you're listening to this episode, if you're on board here with me during this time where I'm sharing with you my business tips for this um, month of June, especially gearing up for the launch of Business by Design, which I'm so excited about. Like, I know that you're probably a visionary. You consider yourself a visionary and ideas and creative flow is very important to you. But what happens when that flow stops, right? What happens if you get a creative block? 
What happens when all you want to do is lie in bed and eat ice cream while catching up on Bachelor reruns? And I laugh when people, um, when I post little screenshots of random videos I watch on YouTube, I laugh at the response that I get because for some reason we have created this idea that successful people don't do stupid things, like that they don't just zone out and watch some stupid TV show every every now and then, and maybe even daily. Um, I know lately Brennan and I have been watching The Big Bang Theory. Um, every single night we'll watch at least two or three episodes, and that's just how I keep sanity in my life, right? That's how I keep my creative flow going by not overriding or overexerting, um, I should say, my brain right? Because the brain works really hard as an entrepreneur. So I want to share with you guys just a few tips on how I personally keep the creative flow going as an entrepreneur. And I also want to remind you that the creative process is unique for all of us, okay? For writers, it's a different story. For people who draw or sketch or paint, it's a different story. For people who are uh, product creators or inventors, right? It's a different story. For people who are content creators, it's a different story. For coaches, it's a different story. And so it's a very unique process for all of us. Um, but obviously, I can only speak from experience. Um, hopefully, from my own experience, you can kind of pick and choose what resonates with you and leave the rest and hopefully you will get something from at least one of the things that I mentioned that turns a light bulb on for you that makes you go, whoa, okay, I never thought of that. That's going to really help me or or this is my favorite one. Catherine, how did you know I needed to hear that? I don't, <laughs> but I, I have become, and this is really, this is key as an entrepreneur, especially when you're in the spiritual like wellness coaching space is to learn to tune in and tap into your audience. Right. And, uh, I think that happens naturally when you're doing something, not for the money, but because you actually love it and the money comes as a byproduct, right. Of that joy and of that mission and of that love that you infuse into everything that you do. The money is the easy part, right. The hard part is staying tapped in, tuned in, and um, consistently focused on what it is that you're here to create and why you're here to create. Because in this day and age of the microwave mindset, as I call it, where we expect things to just you know, poof in front of us and to make a million dollars overnight. And, um, in this society where there's so many distractions and so many things going on, like I would say that's the hard part. The money is the easy part, right? As long as you have mastered your money mindset, which if you haven't, Rich Babe Academy is going to be launching in August. So mark your calendar for the end of August because that will really help you essentially just get that piece together, right? If your money mindset is out of whack, like, at least you can um, get your shit straight <laughs> with the Rich Babe Academy so that then you can really just focus on the strategic part of entrepreneurship where money just isn't the issue. The 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 work really is in just staying tuned in, tapped in, and connected. And when you can master that, I'm telling you, it becomes a completely different experience. So I am the visionary of my company, Manifestation Babe. Whenever we have interviews, um, whenever we have new employees who come on, that's how I introduce myself. I say I'm the visionary. I'm the face. I am the one doing the client-facing interactions. I'm the the primary content creator, though I do have a copywriter who helps me based off of content that I've created in the past to just kind of um, flesh out and create some more things. And I do have other visionaries on my company within their own space. Like I have a creative director um, who helps 
helps like create the vision of the brand and photography and, and the mo- um, I almost said movies. We do not make movies. The videos that you guys see, especially when you um, go through our challenges or workshops recently, we've been putting a little bit more into the production of the welcome video and the final video and stuff like that. And, you know, a lot is still unfolding. Um, but I've scaled my my team in such a way where my only job is now to manifest my creativity into form, right? So I'm the face of the company. I come up with ideas and my team supports me in manifesting them. And with my only job being creating versus when I started, I was like the one woman show. I was pushing all the buttons, right? I was the IT and I was the customer support and I was the creator and I was the just every single aspect of my own company. But now it's become where I am the one creating. And this, unfortunately and fortunately, puts a lot of pressure on my creative flow. At least it used to until I learned some of the things that I'm going to share with you guys today. So if you're a creative entrepreneur, make sure you listen closely because I got a list of six things that have really personally helped me. So number one, and this is going to be a doozy, right? This is going to be the most counterintuitive thing that I tell you because you're here listening to this episode to help you stay creative and stay in that creative flow. But I'm going to tell you right now that number one is do not expect yourself to be creatively inspired 24-7. I had to learn this the hard way, okay? I have just suffered through this. My God. I mean, talk about mental turmoil when you feel like you need to be creatively inspired 24-7 and you're not. And you you just lose your identity. <laughs> like you have an identity crisis. You're like, I'm supposed to be a creative, an entrepreneur, but I don't feel like it. I don't want to do anything. Like, am I failing? What is going on? And the monkey mind, the monkey chatter just comes in and just starts driving you insane, right? Your ego starts saying, ha ha, told you you weren't good enough. I told you you couldn't do this. Here's the beginning of the end, right? The beginning of the end, Catherine. Like this is uh, not going to happen anymore, right? I told you you can't do this. It's not sustainable. And so something I had to learn is that you have seasons as an entrepreneur, Because you're still a human being. I'm sorry, but when did we expect ourselves to become robots (laughs) in our businesses? And uh, it's so important to honor the season uh, that you're in. We are the most hard on ourselves in winter when everything just seems like it's dead. And I would equate winter to being the season in your creative flow where it just ain't happening. You would much rather lie in bed, eat ice cream and catch up on bachelor reruns. And you'd much rather read a good book. You would much rather watch a movie. You would much rather sign off of, you know, your business completely for the rest of the month if you could. Right. And so that's what I mean by winter. The last winter that I was in was a very, very, very long winter. Oh my God. Talk about long winters. I would say that in 2020, I've been in winter from January-ish till about um, end of April, maybe May. Okay. And I was, I would say actually mid-April because I remember waking up one morning and I remember being so hard on myself, right? For this, for this period, because it was one of the longest winters. 
And I woke up and I get a lot of, like my guides speak to me the most right as I'm falling asleep or right when I wake up. And you guys, uh, if you've been listening to my pod- podcast for a while, you know that the subconscious mind is most open when you wake up first thing in the morning and as you're falling asleep. So it makes sense that the veil is very thin at that time and you have communication between your subconscious mind or your spirit guides or God or universe, whatever you want to call it. And the message I woke up with one morning as I was going to go coach my group of VIP manifestation babes, because I was doing a group for Manifestation Babe Academy with four other women And we got together every single Sunday morning and it was essentially just helping them with any issues that came up. And that morning in particular, I woke up with the clearest like sounding voice ever I've ever heard. It was like a woman's voice saying, honor the season you're in. And then I opened my eyes and I was out of a dream, right? It was like coming out of a dream state. And, um, and I remember being like, okay, you know what? Okay, I'm just going to let this go. I'm in winter. I love winter. Winter is awesome. It's okay. I know it's not forever. It feels like forever, but it doesn't have to be forever. And I'm just going to honor it and we're going to be okay. And that's the message. I remember going on to my call, my coaching call, and I shared with the women saying, Hey, do you guys mind? I shared like a message that I got this morning. I feel like it needs to be shared. And I shared it with them and I kept saying, Honor the season you're in, honor the season you're in. And I have to say, the moment I honored this season that I was in, the next day, you guys, the moment I accepted this, the moment I stopped expecting myself to be creative and inspired and all this blah, 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 I burst with creativity. I had, I have never like just, I don't even know what happened. I I don't know if you guys noticed, but like my podcast, for instance, I can't shut up. Like I have so many episodes in mind. You should see my list right now. The amount of podcasts, every time I check one off, I have 10 more that I write down on here. Um, My ideas for all the things that we can do in the company and the business, it's just bursting and bursting and bursting and bursting. And it was after I accepted the fact that I was in winter that I was able to transition into another season. So If you're struggling with inspiration right now, and especially like lack of creativity, just be okay with winter and know that even in real life, in the 3D physical world, does winter actually last forever? Now, if you live in the North Pole or if you live in Antarctica, um, I'm sure things are a little different there. Uh, So use this more of a metaphor if you're literally in winter 24-7. But if you're anywhere in... um, you know, closer to the equator, further away from the North Pole or the South Pole, then you know that we have seasons, right? Some places more seasons than others, but things do shift and you do feel that shift. Even in places like Costa Rica, for instance, they don't have a spring, winter, um, summer and fall, but they do have something called rainy season, dry season. And even then closer to the equator, you have the shifts, right? So honor those shifts. Number two is this is like This is so simple, but it's like when you, it's almost too simple that we, we so often just don't even think about this. We so often go, oh yeah, 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 whatever. But when I actually take the time to do this and to reconnect and to remind myself of this, it's, it's like magic what happens. So number two is I always remind myself of why I'm doing what I'm doing, especially when I feel the least creative or inspired. I hold the vision of who I'm serving. 
and I will remind myself why I'm serving them every single day. So I will literally envision you guys and I will remember why I'm doing this beyond the things that are in the 3D physical form, meaning like beyond the following, beyond the money, beyond the launches, beyond all this stuff. Like what is really at the root of this? What is inside of my heart that people cannot see, but I can feel every single day. And I remind myself, you know, I know what my audience's struggles are. I know what their fears are. I know what their hopes and dreams are. And whenever I'm feeling uninspired, I just remember what they need from me and how I can serve them. And I just tap into my audience. And it's amazing how ideas always come to me when I remember to tune into what they need. And sometimes the message I get, you guys, is to chill out and rest. Sometimes you guys tell me, I I can't tell you when I had, when I was struggling with my breast implants, Um, you know, before I openly talked about that journey, I remember receiving some DMs from people being like, Catherine, I don't take this the wrong way, please. I love you so much, but you look exhausted and you need to rest. Right. And so sometimes I'll get those messages and it's kind of funny because at that point I'm like, okay, maybe I should chill out. But sometimes this is something I feel, or most of the time, I'm not saying I get these messages all the time. Um, At least I hope I don't. Uh, I hope I don't look tired, you guys, all the time. I hope I look well-rested because I feel more well-rested now than I ever have before. And it's just an overall really good feeling. But um, energetically, when I can tap into this, I know that sometimes the message is to chill out, right? And so, um, and that's very helpful, of course. So having a vision pulls you through the every single day mundane of running a creative business. And I have to tell you guys, I know Instagram makes this shit look fancy, but it's not fancy. Okay. Sometimes you are clicking the buttons and you're staring at your computer and you're just, you know, your, your day is, is as exciting as going to the, the matcha latte machine. Since I don't drink coffee anymore, I make matcha lattes, um, or my mushroom coffees, which has no coffee in it, but I call it mushroom coffee because it kind of is like a coffee replacement. Like sometimes my days are as exciting as just going to make a drink, right? That's like the most excitement I get because I'm just on my laptop and I'm creating and creating and creating. And then sometimes I have more exciting days when something really cool happens, right? But it's not always the, the business does not unfold with just the big things happening 24-7. If you think that something big has to happen every day in order for you to be making progress, that is not it. Your progress is made in the small, seemingly insignificant shifts that you are um, creating or you are um, moving through every single day, right? It's a small little actions that seem insignificant but aren't. It's in that one post, right? It's the one post a day or the one email a day or the one podcast a day with every single one. It's like creating a sculpture. Your business, you're like the Michelangelo and you have like a, a, a piece of marble in front of you and you're just sculpting out the sculpture and every single a piece of content that you create, you're like chipping at it every single day, right? So that chipping part can be super mundane, but the result of it is so beautiful. It's a beautiful work of art. Number three is, um, of course, something that I mentioned, it's a, it's a consistent theme throughout everything, right? When it comes to manifesting, but having a daily connection practice allows me to store, tap into stored ideas I haven't yet tapped into or thought of. When I do breath work, when I do meditation, or I just simply pray and ask for ideas, 
Like literally I say, universe, thank you so much for sending me this idea that will help me do blah, blah, blah. Um, They will come to me when I'm most ready to manifest them. And in the most receptive state that I can possibly be in, which is through these connection practices and just staying open and not like waiting for them. I think the biggest mistake we make is we do a meditation and we expect it to pop in during the meditation or during the breathwork practice. But actually those practices are just setting you up for receiving the ideas, right? So they will pop into my mind when um, I am most receptive and when I choose to stay tapped in and connected, even through the mundane things. It's not just during the meditation, right? Your meditation doesn't just end right when your timer goes off or something, or it's been 30 minutes, you want to stay in that meditative state. You want to stay in that state that you are in when you do breath work. You want to stay present. You want to be receptive and open. Um, In the book, Big Magic, I don't know if you guys have read it. I read it a while ago, but I constantly refer back to it. I'll look into little snippets and pieces. Like I pulled something up from the internet that I want to read to you guys where Elizabeth Gilbert talks about the creative process and she talks about ideas in a way that I 100% agree with and have experienced myself. Um, I'm going to read an article, actually. Let me open it up. And I'm also going to link this. I'm not going to read the whole thing, of course, but I will also link this for you guys so that you can read it um, you know, for yourself. It's a great article. And if you do have or, or want to dive deeper into the book, of course, order the book, Big Magic. But she talks about here, um, and I'll just quote her exactly. I believe that our planet is inhabited not only by animals and plants and bacteria and viruses, but also by ideas. Ideas are a disembodied, energetic life form. They are completely separate from us, but capable of interacting with us, albeit strangely. Ideas have no no material body, but they do have consciousness, and they most certainly have will. Ideas are driven by a single impulse, to be made manifest. And the only way an idea can be made manifest in our world is through collaboration with a human partner. It is only through a human's efforts that an idea can be escorted out of the ether and into the realm of the actual. Therefore, ideas spend eternity swirling around us, searching for available and willing human partners. I'm talking about all ideas here, artistic, scientific, industrial, commercial, ethical, religious, political. When an idea thinks it has found somebody, say you, who might be able to bring it into the world, the idea will pay you a visit. It would try to get your attention. Mostly you will notice. This is likely because, oh, sorry, mostly you will not notice. This is likely because you're so consumed by your own dramas, anxieties, distractions, insecurities, and duties that you aren't receptive to inspiration. You might miss the signal because you're watching TV or shopping or brooding over how angry you are at somebody or pondering your failures and mistakes or just generally really busy. The idea will try to wave you down, perhaps for a few moments, perhaps for a few months, perhaps even for a few years. But when it finally realizes that you're oblivious to its message, it will move on to someone else. But sometimes, rarely but magnificently, there comes a day when you're open and relaxed enough to actually receive something. Your defenses might slacken and your anxieties might ease and then magic can slip through. The idea sensing your openness will start to do its work on you. It will send the universal physical and emotional signals of inspiration, the chills up the arms, the hair standing up on the back of the neck, the nervous stomach, 
the buzzy thoughts, the feeling of falling into love or obsession. The ideal were organized coincidences and importance to tumble across your path to keep your interest keen. You will start to notice all sorts of signs pointing you towards the idea. Everything you see and touch and do will remind you of the idea. The idea will wake you up in the middle of the night and distract you from your everyday routine. The idea will not leave you alone until it has its your fullest attention. And then in a quiet moment, it will ask, do you want to work with me? So she says more like what happens when you say no and what happens when you say yes. So really great article. I found it randomly just by Googling um, Big Magic and Elizabeth Gilbert. I didn't want to go searching in the book because the whole book is on this concept, right? So um, great article, but it's so true. When you are open and receptive, you will be able to hear these ideas. And it's often when we're caught up, again, in the stressing out that we don't have ideas and oh my God, this is so much pressure that of course we're not going to hear them because we're so busy listening to our own drama and anxieties and stresses that we don't even know that there's an idea floating right around us. And it is trying to tap on our shoulder, but we're not feeling it because we're so busy focusing on something else. Um, Number four, and this is such a big one for me, like this one is huge that my husband does not resonate with the same way that I do. And for the longest time, it took me to explain this to him. And for him, for example, how I finally got him to get it was by comparing this to his gym um, exercise schedule, like his need to work out every single day. It's part of what makes him happy. It's part of what makes him feel whole. It's part of what it's, it's part of his therapy, everyday therapy. It's where he lets go of crap. It's where he gets his ideas. It's how he stays in flow is by working out. And so for the longest time, I was trying to explain to my husband why I wasn't happy in our last condo that we actually just moved out of. By the way, I'm recording this from my husband's office, actually, because mine is still a little echoey. There's still um, furniture that needs to go in there and like uh, stuff needs to get hung, et cetera, et cetera. There's a huge echo which you may have heard um, in some episodes, which I think this is going to go out before those episodes. So if you hear an echo anywhere, it might be because of that. But anyway, I couldn't. I was trying to figure out ways to explain to him that my environment really impacts my creativity. And I felt creatively blocked in our last condo. And Mother Ayahuasca showed that to me. She showed me the energetics of her last condo and how the feng shui was off there. And my husband just didn't get it because he doesn't really need that. He doesn't really care about his environment. He could literally thrive in the biggest mess. He could have laundry all around him, his socks and underwear on the kitchen counter, like crap everywhere and still thrive and still be able to focus, which I just don't understand personally, but whatever, you know, to each their own. And I finally explained it to him, like, Brennan, imagine me keeping you away from working out every single day for a year and a half. How would you feel? Would you be successful? Do you have energy for things? Right? Like I would ask him these questions. He's like, oh my God, you're so right. Like we need to move out. And so for me, my environment is everything to me. And it's the reason why I've been so adamant on finding my dream apartment over the last six months, which 
finally has manifested, which I do want to share the story of how I manifested my dream penthouse apartment. So please let me know if you're interested in that. I would love to record that as an episode um, of like the exact how to's. And, and, and a lot of you, if you've listened to my ayahuasca episodes, you know how the seed was planted, but I would love to share like the process, like all the frustrations and ups and downs and the surrender that had to come into it. Um, I think it, it would be a great, great story. So the science of feng shui, which is a Chinese science, essentially, it means feng means, I believe one of one or the other means wind and water. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think that's what it means. But anyway, feng shui is something that my mom has been teaching me since I was like a kid. And it's made such a big difference in my life. And feng shui is very helpful because it's like the energy of your environment, right? And it's the science of uh, creating an environment uh, based on directions and based on certain rooms and colors and things like that, that can really support you or hinder your success. And um, it is believed through feng shui that your environment is like your second aura. And your environment and your aura are always interacting with one another. And if you're working in an environment that doesn't support you, it can really affect your work. It can really affect your creativity. And um, And this is what happened to me. And, you know, not everybody is in the place and, and process of manifesting, like not everyone's in the place of living in their dream space. And I completely understand that. But if you're in the, and you could be in the process of manifesting your dream space and you're not necessarily in your dream space right now, there are some small things that you can do that can help create a space that supports you. And what I did actually with our last condo is I went on YouTube And all I did is I just looked up feng shui tips that could help you with very small things. And you don't need a lot of money. You don't need a lot of time. It's not like you need new furniture. You don't need to move out in order to incorporate some of these. Like some of these are as simple as moving your desk to a certain position. Literally take your desk and just switch it, move it around, shift it around based off of your own personal feng shui. Maybe it's something as simple as bringing in a crystal or a certain color into your workspace. Some people thrive off the color blue or orange or red or whatever it is, gold maybe. I know gold symbolizes abundance. And so Brennan and I brought in a lot of gold into our current space because we want it to support our wealth and abundance and creativity and stuff like that, our energy. And, uh, you know, when we first, when we first were looking at this pet house, um, I was really like looking at every single aspect. I was like, where's the front door facing? Okay, where's my office facing? What direction is this? What direction is our uh, bedroom? And I was like bringing in the compass and I was like every single unit that they would show us in this building, I'd bring in my compass. And as soon as I see that the front door is facing the wrong direction, I'm like, nope, we're out of here. And you don't have to be that picky. I just, I'm choosing to be that picky because I know for me, environment is such a huge difference. And so my current apartment really matches up to my personal feng shui almost perfectly. And I was adamant on manifesting the space for that very reason. So maybe let's start with your office. Maybe you come into your office and if you notice that you just don't enjoy being there and like you just are staring at the wall and like nothing's coming through, look up like office feng shui and just see what comes up and see what you can shift. I was telling a couple people the story of how when I was um, podcasting in my office in my last condo, for the longest time, the universe would keep giving me this, this download of, Catherine, you're facing the wrong direction. 
Catherine, you're facing the wrong direction. Every time I would podcast, it would be like right now as I'm talking to you, I'd have that thought in the back of my mind. And as soon as I'm done podcasting, the thought would go away. So I would never really remember until I podcasted enough times that I'm like, wait a second, that shit keeps coming up. And I realized that the direction that I was facing my desk was apparently the direction that is known for um, blocking creative flow or blocking success for my personal feng shui number. It's called like a qua or something. Like I'm a qua seven. Um, And so there's like different numbers and there's a whole science to it. I'm not an expert whatsoever. My mom has been really into it for a long time. So I know bits and pieces, but I've been doing my own research lately and it's very easy. There's lots of experts out there on YouTube. So um, I finally was like, okay, let me try, you know, facing a different direction. And as soon as I faced a different direction, it was like insane what happened. So it could be as simple as that. Now, number five, uh, this one is huge and that I know that a lot of entrepreneurs get way too busy to care about this, but this could be something that though might not hinder you in the beginning, eventually it could really slow you down, which is not treating your body in the best way possible. If you're not getting enough exercise, if you are eating junk food, especially junk food that lacks in nutrients, you're not getting all your vitamins and minerals and you're not getting enough water, like you're not going to feel your best. And when you don't feel your best, you're not going to be as inspired to create. And I don't know about you, but when I feel good, when I have been eating great food and getting enough water and getting enough sleep and um, moving my body, I can't help but want to create because then my brain feels rested. It's not working. My body isn't working so hard on trying to get toxins out of my body or trying to process all kinds of junk that could really take away from your creative energy. It could really zap and leak. Talk about energy leaks. I know in a um, uh, a podcast episode where I talked about how having your phone right next to you and having your you know having access to the internet immediately upon waking could be a major energy leak for you and your success in your business. And so this is another energy leak that isn't so noticeable until it's like it really built up, right? And some people don't even notice it until they start eating well. And then they are look back and go, oh my God, I can't believe I was barely surviving back then. And so it's very important to do your best. And I know that for some it's easier than others and for some it's harder than others, but like even just getting like a few organic things or even just upping your water count. Like there's very easy ways that you could implement these um, things where when you do them, your body feels good. And when your body feels good, your mind feels good. And when your mind feels good, it's very easy to think and to create and to brainstorm and to share ideas and to execute ideas. Now, the last thing that I want to mention is to tap into people who are tapped in, especially when you're not feeling tapped in. Um, Like for instance, when I feel uninspired, I like to surround myself with other people who are creative and who are in flow so that I can just be in that energy where I feel like ideas will flow around me when I'm next to or learning from someone who has ideas flowing around them too. It's almost like a creative osmosis. And if you think about it, it makes sense. Like if you're, let's say that if you believe in feng shui and you believe that your environment is like your second aura and your environment is interacting with your energy, then, you know, via that, you can also say that the people that you surround yourself with is that other osmosis. And just so you guys know, you don't have to find these people 
in person. And I think that's the biggest misconception of the, you know, the phrase like, you know, you're the average of the five people you surround yourself the most with. I think a lot of people think it means only people in person, but it could also be people on the internet. And that's that's how I find my people is on the internet, uh, podcasts, YouTube, books, authors, right? It's just, I will tap into their energy, not in like a vampiric way or not in like a creepy way. It's just that I find myself feeling really good around people who are feeling inspired and watching them create and watching them create with love and joy and passion. And then it really infuses me with that energy. I feel so good too. And then that helps me tap back in. So sometimes you need, like, I look at these people as a bridge or I look at these people as a guide, right? So I need a guide or a bridge to help me when I'm like struggling and I'm like raising my hand. I'm like, help me, help me. I need to, you know, I need to raise my vibration. And I feel like when I just surround myself with those people, it's just, it's so contagious. This energy is so contagious and it goes vice versa, right? When you are trying to build a business and you surround yourself with people who are constantly complaining and, and focusing on problems and just like not doing anything about it and just like really down in the dumps, it's very easy for you to, via osmosis, take in some of that energy too, right? So you got to find this balance and you have to be very mindful of this as well. And um, it's a powerful trick when you use it to your advantage. So that is it for this podcast. Now, I do have more tips and tricks to share with you guys, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to save them for my workshop that I'm hosting next week, June 15th through June 17th. Otherwise, I'm going to have like nothing to share in the actual workshop, which I want to make this workshop as fun as possible and as educational and informative and effective as possible. So of course, I'm going to share a lot of these other things that I have in store with you where we're going to workshop our way into magnetizing our business. Now, I did change the workshop dates due to everything that was going on you know, in our current space, in our current environment. And I just wanted to be respectful to those people who were going through you know, the grieving process of what happened here in the United States around George Floyd getting murdered. And I just really wanted to hone in... Um, talking about, you know, systemic racism and white privilege and all that stuff that I'm going to continue to talk about, honestly, for the rest of time. And I have so many other episodes um, and so many interviews and so many things that I'm currently doing, both front-facing and a lot behind the scenes that I just haven't shared yet. So it's going to be a continuous message and it's going to be a continuous project to bring as much diversity and inclusion um, into the Manifestation Babe space. And so we wanted to just postpone the workshop to respect that. And so the new dates, if you guys are confused, is June 15th through 17th. So that's Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Now, this is a free three-day live workshop called Magnetize Your Business, where I'm going to be sharing with you how to magnetize, number one, your mindset so that you can consistently draw in new money-making ideas. Number two, your messaging so that you can easily attract your ideal customer or client and have your audience feel like you can literally read uh, their mind. And 
The third is your business mechanics so that you can create that super aligned business strategy of systems and processes that work for you and literally cut your work in half. And it's a completely free workshop for any entrepreneur. If you've been enjoying this episode, this is a workshop for you. So (laughs) I'm just going to let you know that, yes, it's for you, um, who's ready to blow past their business goals and create a super aligned success. And in this workshop, I'm also giving away a $1,000 business grant to be used towards any business investment, as well as a $500 gift card to the Apple store and a pile of my favorite business books handpicked by me and my team. And you can sign up for this workshop at manifestationbabe.com slash magnetize, or you can find it in the show notes below. It's going to be epic. And also for every single participant who joins us, we're going to be giving away a dollar for every single participant going toward the organization called Color of Change. And you guys can check out all the incredible things that this organization is doing to making a less hostile and more human um, world for the Black community. They do, they have like very powerful campaigns that they put together. Um, You know, one of the projects that they worked on recently was um, having Zoom, you know, the platform Zoom, hire a chief diversity officer so that they can really work on making Zoom a safe platform for Um, people of color for the black community to feel like they are represented and they are safe on that platform. So really cool stuff. You you guys can check them out if you want to make like a separate donation yourself, uh, colorofchange.org. And up to $20,000, my team and I will be making a donation based on the participants for this workshop. So it's going to be really epic. It's going to make a difference. It's going to make a difference in people's lives. It's also going to make a difference in your business. It's going to be really fun. And again, it's a free workshop. You can also text me at 310-388-8235 by sending me the word magnetize. So again, it's texting the word magnetize, M-A-G-N-E-T-I-Z-E, to 310-388-8235. And I'll send you the link directly to your phone as well. Um, Either way, if you guys need to see how this is spelt or you guys want to see the phone number in the show notes, you can always check out the show notes if you're having any issues of the links or you just need to see something spelled out because I completely understand. Even I was like, how do you spell magnetize exactly? Um, Anyway, I love you guys so much. I will see you in the next episode as well as inside of our work shop. All right, you guys. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at Manifestation Babe or visiting my website at manifestationbabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.